Welcome to Courage Pod. My name is Lauren Ray, the Courage Coach. I am an entrepreneur, certified mindset coach, and expert in building unshakable courage. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring episodes, helping you to discover how to unlock your limitless potential and to break through to new levels of success in life, love, wealth, and business. In my world, we don't settle, we courage. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to Courage Pod. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into something that I think we all struggle with on various degrees in different areas of our life at many points in our lives from time to time, and that is self-trust. I have mentioned self-trust in previous episodes of Courage Pod because it really is a core pillar of courage. And so I mentioned in the very first episode, what is courage and how do you build it? I mean, think about it logically for a moment. When you're faced with moments of uncertainty and worries about failure or judgment or taking the big leap of whatever it is, putting yourself forward for that new job, if you trust in yourself and you have self-trust that you'll always be okay, you're more likely to choose courage in those moments. Self-trust is like the foundations of a house. When it's solid, everything we build on top of it stands firm. But when it's shaky, everything just feels a bit wobbly. Everything feels like a little bit unsafe, a little bit like, "Mm, I'm not sure this will work out. This doesn't feel 100% solid. And so self-trust is honestly such an important part of your self-development journey. And it's something that I really, really build and work on with my clients. So I want to go through some signs that you may have some work to do on your area of self-trust. Now, I say that as delicately as possible and as compassionately as possible, because I honestly think that every single person in today's society, including myself, has work to do on self-trust. We have also a lot of work to do in a number of areas as well. So I don't want you listening to this going, yep, all the things you're about to list, Lauren, I, all of those things resonate. I have clearly a lot of work to do. Like every single one of my episodes, this is just about bringing awareness. We cannot build and move forward and expand and grow and develop into the person we want to be if we're not fully admitting and having the courage to be aware of where we are right now. So I'm going to give you some examples which will hopefully bring some light and some awareness to where maybe there are is some room for growth in the self-trust department. One example is you seek reassurance and advice from others instead of tuning into how you feel about a situation. So if you're familiar with human design, there are t- human design types. So I'll, there's an, I'll do a whole other episode on human design, but there are some human design t- energy types who it is actually their best way of making decisions is bouncing off other people. Now, this is a very small percentage of the human design types, but there are some people where they are supposed to energetically, according to human design, to make decisions by speaking out and bouncing off other people. But even in those circumstances, it's never about asking other people of how to make a decision. It's not like, hey, what should I do? Even if you source advice from other people, even if you have a mentor or you have a coach or you have a good circle of friends who you can speak to, all of this is about hearing your own thoughts out loud and also tuning into what you feel when other people may give advice or give responses. So what I often do is when I'm, I am genuinely curious about other people's advice, I seek out coaches and mentorship. You know, I may ask my parents for advice on things, but of course it's really all about hearing them and asking myself, is this right for me or not? And just because the way it worked for them or it was the right decision for them, is this the right decision for me? And the more you can start doing that and yes, sourcing information, sourcing guidance, sourcing mentorship, sourcing advice, 
But really where that it's a sign that you don't trust yourself at all is where you are solely seeking for outside of yourself reassurance and advice on big decisions or small decisions. And you're not actually at all tuning into what you need because you don't trust your own opinions and your own abilities to make that choice. Potentially you postpone making decisions and you procrastinate as you find it easier to sit with uncertainty and not having to make a decision and you you keep yourself in the maybes, in the limbo, compared to the fear that you might feel that you make the wrong decision. I have quite a few clients that come to me sometimes and they say, but I'm afraid of making the wrong decision. Like what is the right decision? What's the wrong decision? And I think this is something that we've just unfortunately been socialized and conditioned to believe that there are right or wrong decisions. But ultimately it's all about, there are just decisions. What is right for you right now? And can you trust yourself to know that whatever decision you make, if it ends up actually turning out to be not the best decision or the not the one that you hoped it would be or whatever that actually looks like, can you trust yourself enough that no matter what decision you make, you'll be okay either way? Another sign that you have some work to do in the self-trust department is if you find yourself constantly comparing your choices and your decisions to others. You're constantly looking at your decisions and your choices and your life to others and checking it out as if, okay, it was this the right decision? You know, what what has that person done or how has this person done it? And again, it's always these examples are about where are we looking outside of ourselves and rather coming back into ourselves. Another example of where you may have some work to do in the self-trust department is if you are so, so quick to believe any negative opinions about you from any other person. Now, of course, we do tend to have all sort of biologically a negativity bias. So it is very common for you to easily believe negative things about yourself. However, the more you actually work on your confidence and your self-trust, the less that actually impacts you. So I have negative opinions about my music all day, being in the music industry for so long, putting music out there. I can't tell you how many people have given their unsolicited, mostly negative or in their eyes, constructive criticism about my music, my creative, the outfit that I'm choosing for stage, how I'm doing this, the timeline for this. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on about all the ways I've had people share their unsolicited, mostly negative opinions about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And one thing I'm very grateful for is that because my experience in the music industry is, I mean, the music industry is mostly no's and unsolicited negative opinions. (laughs) So if you can survive that, you can survive anything. And One thing the music industry and my experience in that space has done is mean that I am so much more resilient now and it was almost like water off a duck's back. I'm like, yep, cool. There are some people's opinions that I really valid and there are some people's opinions that I just, I I don't even, it doesn't go in. I'm like, yep, cool. I hear you, but not receiving it. As I've mentioned, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs in various different niches and various different businesses. And one thing that I notice where there's a lack of self-trust is again, consistently hiring people outside of themselves to get advice, constantly feeling this need to hire a coach, hire a mentor, hire the program, buy the other book, listen to the podcast. Now I have, there's no problem as a general rule of thumb of seeking outside of ourselves guidance and advice and information. But where I see it as an issue is where it's like they cannot, they just, they can't have a break from it. It's almost like they can't feel like they can be left alone with their own decisions, their own thoughts and their own opinions because they don't trust themselves. They don't trust the decisions they're gonna make. And when they hire a new coach or a new mentor, they end up just doing everything that that person says. And then they hire somebody else and they go down that path. And they see somebody else doing a business model this way and they go, oh, maybe that's the right way. And they see, and it's so on and so on and so on. I was actually having a conversation about this with um, a group of women entrepreneurs last week at an event I went to. And I said, the number of clients that have come to me who 
I could probably the best describe this as entrepreneurial low self-trust whiplash is unbelievable. Number of clients who've come to me where they've already been in business for a long time, they are making money or they're not making money yet, but they have already invested a lot of time and energy and money in their business. And they have found themselves because of a low self-trust, they have just found themselves so confused and so overwhelmed with all of the different avenues and all of the different possibilities and all of the different choices. And they've tried this method and this strategy and this strategy and this strategy and so on and so on and so on. And now they kind of feel like a headless chicken running around their business, not really knowing what they're doing. And I had a client who I worked with last year and I said, I said to her, look, the best thing that we can do for you in your business is actually work on you and your self-trust because you cannot run a successful business if you do not trust your opinion at all. As a CEO of your business, a currently a solopreneur where you're doing all these things, you have to trust yourself enough to make decisions. You have to trust yourself enough to hire people. You have to trust yourself enough to invest and so on and so on and so on. And if currently what I can see is this has been eroded over time for various reasons, which I'll, I'll give you some, some examples in a second about that. But if we don't trust ourselves, like the, the big decisions become so much harder and we're essentially giving all of our power away. So how do we erode this ourselves? Because there are there are so many different ways that self-trust can be impacted, like socially, in society, from other people. But some of the ways that we actually erode our own self-trust is, okay, so for example, so we all have things that don't go right in our lives. We all have things that quote unquote fail. We've taken up a new project at work or taken a new role and we were confident we had massive smashing success only to see it then fall flat for a variety of reasons. Or maybe you've jumped into a new relationship thinking, oh my God, this is the one, this is it, this is it, and it just didn't work out. Or maybe you started a business and you've launched your offers and you've done the thing, wah, wah, no one, no one bought it. Or you had this really great idea and you hired this person and you're like, yeah, this person's gonna help my business. And it actually turns out they were an absolute disaster and a total misfit. I can go on, but I won't for your own sanity. But there are so many examples where we have gone to do something and it, and it hasn't worked out. And if that doesn't resonate, I would love to meet you because I would just find you fascinating to study. But every single person on the planet will have examples where they've gone to do something, try something out and it hasn't worked. So in those moments, if you have higher self-trust, you would look at those examples and go, okay, that didn't work out because of X, Y, Z, all there's room for growth, but it wouldn't go in. What I, whenever I say go in, what I mean is like, it doesn't, doesn't cut deep. It doesn't trigger. It doesn't hurt internally in the way that often it does when we believe it might be true. When we have lower levels of self-trust in those moments, we start judging ourselves. We start doubting ourselves. We start questioning our own judgment. We start questioning our own opinions. And we start questioning our own capacity and our abilities to do the thing that we've just done that hasn't worked out. And so our foundation of self-trust begins to start to show some cracks. And so over time with every, every failure, everything that doesn't 100% go right, every failed relationship, every moment in our businesses or our careers that doesn't work out. And if we continue down that narrative of then going down the spiral of, okay, maybe it's me, maybe I'm the problem, I'm not good enough we start bringing cracks into our foundation. No, here's another example of how I see us really eroding our self-trust. And I've definitely done this myself. So again, as, an, as, in, as like all of my podcast episodes, I will raise my hand to pretty much everything that I do as an example on here. But let's just say that you have said to yourself, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every single day this week and I'm not going to have any sugar and I'm going to be so good. 
but then maybe day one goes well, but then day two, day three, day four, day five, you don't do those things. You don't go to the gym, you skip a day. I'm gonna be completely honest, I'm recording this episode and it's quite late on a Sunday evening. Um, so if you're listening to this on the Monday that it goes out, which would be Monday the 3rd of July, 2023, I am currently recording this the Sunday night before. And there was a big part of me that I am tired. I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice. It's quite crackly and croaky. I had zero energy and I was like, whoops, it's Sunday and I still haven't recorded my podcast episode. Now it's something that I'm working on because I realized that I am actually mostly, I'm more creative towards the end of the week. I had this big idea that I would record my podcast episode every Monday and that would go out the following Monday. So I would always be a week or two ahead of schedule and that just hasn't happened. And what I've noticed is that I'm actually really creative towards the end of the week, whereas on a Monday, I feel like I'm much more in CEO admin mode in my business. And so I'm having to do a bit of a, a reshuffle of my week to better suit the energy that I'm in. But what that often has led to is that I'm now getting to the weekends and realizing I haven't done that podcast episode yet. So full transparency, I got to Sunday evening today. It's like early evening right now as I'm recording, but I have to edit this. I almost just didn't do it. There was a part of me that was like, you know what, you're tired, you know, your voice is croaky, you hadn't even thought of a topic for this week yet, and you could just not do it. Like, it's fine. Like, I had all of those thoughts. And there was a huge part of me that was basically saying, don't bother, no one will notice anyway. Like, they won't mind if you skip a week, you know, it's fine. I was this close to skipping a podcast episode this week. But the part of me that knows better... (laughs) And that knows that the moment I break my trust on this, and I really did say to myself when I started this podcast, is like, don't start the podcast if you're not going to commit to doing it weekly, because that's what you wanted to do. At some point, I might change it and go do this podcast seasonally so that I can take some time off. But realistically speaking, my goal is that every single Monday you have something from me and this is going to evolve. And I wanted to commit to that. And I really wanted to do it. Had I not done this episode, I would have broken my self-trust because I would have broken my own word. It's the same as going to the gym every day, saying I'm going to go to the gym every single day, sorry, but then not doing it. It's like saying, I'm not going to do this and doing it. It's saying, I am going to do that. I'm not going to. And it's just, there are so many ways, small and big, where we can break our own self-trust. And the reason this is important to be aware of is that we may not think it's a big deal if, like, there was part of me that was, like, trying to convince me, you know, little mindset gremlin saying, it's not a big deal if you miss one week. And it's not a big deal if you just have one piece of chocolate. It's not a big deal. And in those moments, they don't feel like big deals. And, and maybe they're not on their own isolated. But when you start compounding this over time, you start breaking your own self-trust. Because imagine if you said to your friend, we're going to meet every single Wednesday for coffee after work. And every single week she was either late or she cancelled last minute. Eventually, you're going to stop believing a damn word that she says. Let's be honest. And it's exactly the same with ourselves. If every single time you say you're going to do something or not do something and you do the opposite or you don't do it, you don't commit, you don't follow through, eventually you're going to start going, I don't believe a damn word you're going to say. And so when the moment you really genuinely want to commit to something, like me in this podcast... I break my own trust all the time when it comes to food and exercise, and it's actually something that I'm going to be working on for the rest of this year. It's going to be something that I'm going to be actually using my subconscious modality tools in order to really optimize, because all of my inner work that I have been doing has been very much focused on business. Like, that's where I've done a lot of my inner work focus on. And I'm like, why haven't I been doing this for my health and my fitness? Like, I could be at a whole different level by now. So that's my focus for the rest of the year. But I, I, because I break my own trust in other ways, 
it did become a little bit easier for part of me to go, mm, it's, you're probably not going to do it. It's fine. But now that I have done it, and every single time you say, you do the thing you say you're going to do, you start rebuilding those pieces of yourself. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope that you maybe take a moment to reflect on what are the ways that you are maybe breaking your trust with your own, the relationship with yourself, because it becomes so much easier the next time that you say you're going to do something to not do it because there's a part of your brain that goes, yeah, well, you're not going to do it. When you say, I'm going to put myself out there on my, on Instagram for your business, there's that part of you that's going to go, yeah, but you don't really follow through on the things you say. And so it's really, really important to not just look at the big ways that we break ourselves for us and the big things that we're not doing or doing. What are all the tiny little compounded ways in which, it, which we're basically saying to ourselves, we don't value what the word that we're saying. And thinking of ourselves with ha- being in relationship with our own thoughts and being in relationship with our own programming and being in relationship with ourselves, how would you respect a friend if that's what they kept doing to you? Now, of course, this isn't always coming from <laughs> inside ourselves. So much of this is perpetuated and built from within. But we also have to acknowledge the fact that so much of our own lack of self-trust and our low self-trust comes from outside of ourselves. I mean, there are probably a million ways that we can really list here of people telling you since you're a kid that you can't do things. You're not old enough. We don't trust you with that. Or you spilt once before, so you can't be trusted to hold a glass of water a second time. Or you did this, so you can't do this. And there's a lot of narrative, especially, and I'm, I'm really speaking to uh, not even entrepreneurs, but just anyone who's building something on the online space, entrepreneurs, businesses, music creatives. There is a lot of marketing out there that is the moment. And if you're not in the online space, you may not notice this in this particular way, but maybe this resonates with you in other ways in your own bit work and your own career paths. But speaking specifically to my fellow entrepreneurs and music creatives, the moment you step into this space, and it's so fascinating, it's partly our subconscious mind, but it's also just advertising and what we then start becoming exposed to. There's so much messaging out there being like, you do not know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing, and therefore you need to pay me for this. You don't know how to do this, therefore you need to pay me for this. You can't do this, so and you're not doing a very good job at this, and therefore you need to hire me for this. This has been the case in the music industry for years, and it's been in the case for the online entrepreneurship space. Every single day I am bombarded with messages from well-meaning, of course, because they're just trying to do their job and build their businesses. This isn't a moment for me on my soapbox and judging. It's just about relaying the facts that every single day I am exposed to messaging that is telling me that I don't know what I'm doing, that I don't know how to do things, that the way that I'm doing it isn't right. And it's one of the main reasons that I really went hard on the courage coach, the work that I do as the courage coach and inner work and building people up because again, as I mentioned earlier on in this episode, I had so I have so many clients who come to me with this entrepreneurial whiplash, this entrepreneurial trauma where they have been told over and over and over again that they can't, they don't know what they're doing. But that's just a really clever way for marketers to get them to pay them to do it. Now, I'm not saying that we should have to be able to do everything in our business and there are <laughs> valid things. I mean, I'm, I hire people in my business all the time. I get consultants, I get mentors, I, I pay for courses because I want to learn a skill. But I don't, there's a real difference and it's the energy and the intention behind it. There's a real difference where I feel really confident that I can figure things out. I I feel really confident in myself that I know how to figure things out pretty quickly. I have a lot of trust in myself that if I picked up a skill or someone taught me how to do something that I would be able to follow that through. However, I know there are loads of things that I'm not qualified in. There are loads of things that I am not an expert in. And also there's a lot of things that I know I could figure out, but I I wanted to get there quicker. So rather than spending six months to a year or whatever I'm specifically trying to figure out, 
rather than taking that long to do it. And that's not because I'm lacking. It's just because there are so many skills in business that just take time to really master and like things to figure out. And so, yes, of course, I'm going to hire people to speed up my growth, to skip those steps and get ahead. But that's not coming from a place of like, I don't trust myself. I have to hire this person. And if I don't hire this person, my business fails, or I don't trust myself enough in order to make a decision in my business. So I have to outsource to this coach or this mentor. But realistically speaking, it's so easy to step on. I say step as if we're like stepping into it. It's so easy to turn your phone on right now and just be bombarded with the messages that you're not good enough. You don't know what you're talking about. You can't be trusted with your own decisions. How you're doing things is wrong, is ruining your business, and you have to hire and spend money and buy this thing in order to fix it. So if you're not careful, it's so easy to lose yourself. It's so easy to lose your own sense of what you're here to do and how you do it. And I mean, I've actually been told outright by people that my concept of the courage coach and the concept of the work that I do and the the work that I want to continue to do and continue to build, I have been told by quote unquote marketing experts that that's not a marketable niche. I have been told that the work that I do isn't possible and I really should be doing what they suggest. Now, I understand where they're coming from because it is something that is more challenging to market than someone that's say, saying, hey, I will help you. And of course, I, I do business coaching as part of my work as the courage coach, but I understand where they're coming from. From a marketing perspective, it's easier, quote unquote, easier to sell and promote and market a concept of, I will make you make a lot of money. Hire me and I'll make you double your money. That's a much easier sell than, hey, I'm going to support you in becoming so unbelievably self-confident to trust yourself so deeply, to be able to hold yourself and handle any situation that comes at you. And every single time there is a fear, there is an uncertainty, there's like, I don't know what to do, but you take the courageous action anyway. It's so much easier to sell, I will double your income, than I am going to make you feel so incredibly unshakable and unstoppable that absolutely anything that you want becomes possible for you. If you want to hire the team, you want to double the business. You want to start charging more, we can do it. If you want to feel like you freaking got this, you want to be a thought leader in your space, and I'm actually thinking of client examples right now. If you want to be a thought leader in your space and you want to be hired and paid to be a speaker, even though you've never done it before, I will support you in becoming so courageous and confident in yourself and so clear about what you're here to do that you start getting paid to be a speaker. I'm going to support you to be able to double your prices, to speak confidently and courageously, putting yourself out there online and getting sales calls. I'm going to, if you're um, working with musician, music creators, I'm going to make you feel so sure about who you are and your voice and what you're here to say and your creativity that you're going to create incredible music. I'm going to make you feel so like that you can com- be confidently trust yourself, that you can put yourself out there, get syncs and put yourself in, in spaces for opportunities. Do you see what I'm saying? I do get it from a marketing perspective. It would be easy if I said, hey, I'll help you double your income. There are specific things that I understand. But just to go back to the point, I have been told that what I'm here to do isn't going to work. But I trust in the vision of what I'm here to do. I trust so deeply in my work and what I want to be doing. And I trust my own opinion that what I am here to do is something that I can continue to grow and expand. And I have just launched a brand new monthly membership called Couraging Club. And I believe in it so much, so deeply in the work that it's going to do. And I want to make this work accessible to more people. So I trust in myself that I'm going to announce a club and I'm going to trust that it's going to grow. I already have people in it. So I'm excited about that. I literally opened the doors. So what is it? The 3rd of July, you're listening to this probably, um, or a few days later. I literally launched this last week. 
So the last week of June, I was like, I'm going to launch a membership and I opened the doors, I launched it and people are in. So if you want to join, I'll put some more information in the show notes, of course. But this is something that I trust so deeply. I trust my own vision. I trust the work that I do and I trust that this will grow. And I can trust that I will figure out how to get this message out to more people. Hence the podcast. But we have to recognize, as I as I mentioned, that not only do we compound this feeling of low self-trust within ourselves, but it's also coming from outside of ourselves. It's coming from ourselves outside of ourselves in the messaging and the marketing that we are consistently exposed to. So of course it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all like, oh no, <laughs> we don't trust ourselves. Stop breaking your own trust. Again, as always, this is just about bringing awareness to where are we creating the, the rocky foundation? Where are we making these cracks? Where are we consuming information that actually isn't helping us? So I'm going to give you a couple of really easy, quick tips to start building your own self-trust. One, make and keep small promises to yourself. Start simple. Maybe promise that you're going to make your bed every single morning and do it. And that's the only thing that you start doing every single day for this next week or for the next month. Start saying you're going to do things and actually following through. But please don't commit to something that is so unbelievably far from where you are right now. If you don't run right now and you don't really run ever, don't suddenly go, I'm going to run every single morning this week 10K. Please make it tangible. Please make it something that you know that you can commit to. Because as I said earlier in this podcast, if you start committing to things and you don't follow through because they're too big and they're too much or there's too many things, you're setting yourself up for failure. Set yourself up for success. Build the compound effect of mini wins. Build the compound effect of taking courageous action and trusting yourself. You know, maybe it's, again, make your bed every morning or how about read for 10 minutes before you sleep. Or maybe it's, I'm going to go for a walk every day, but you don't have to commit to how long it's going to be. So maybe every day you say, I'm going to go for a walk. And it might be you just walk to the shops and back, or you walk around the park, or you just walk up and down the street a couple of times and come back. Again, whatever it is, make it small, make it tangible, make it something that you know you can do and follow through and prove to yourself that you can trust you. Thinking again about the fact that if you were with a friend and they had consistently broken your trust and you were like, you know what, you're going to have to start building my trust again you would expect them to start committing to things and building that trust again. So it's exactly the same thing with ourselves. And just as I've already shared about almost like seeing the relationship with ourselves as a friendship and how would we respond if we treated ourselves these ways, be a friend to yourself. So you know you're there for your friend when they mess up. So if a friend of yours messes up, I mean, of course they do it like all the time and it's always to you, there would be a different relationship there. But if a friend has committed to something and they make a mistake and they're late or they don't turn up for something or they forget, you'd say, you know what? it's okay. All make mistakes. So start doing that for yourself. Start being kind and compassionate to yourself and forgiving to yourself. Even if you say, let's say, use an example I've just given, you say, I'm going to make my bed every day this week. And maybe one day you don't. Don't then beat the living hell out of yourself emotionally. Say, I am so proud of myself that I did it six out of seven times this week. I can commit, commit, I can trust. And also, okay, I didn't do it perfectly, but I love and accept myself anyway. Be nice to yourself, please. I have no doubt you're a delightful person and you deserve to be treated nicely. So start treating yourself with the same level of respect that you would want to have from me, let's say. Seek out constructive feedback, feedback from somebody you trust. Now, I know it's not always to hear criticism, even when it's constructive, but it can give you a fresh perspective. And if you've gone down the path for too long where you don't trust yourself, you don't believe in yourself and you don't think you can do things, go and seek somebody, work with somebody, go and connect with somebody, have a conversation with somebody 
and ask them for their solid feedback on your work or on your business or on your goals or whatever it is. Because I promise you, being able to seek out that external opinions and feedback can reinforce faith in our own abilities. And again, this is a difference. This is the difference between I don't trust myself, therefore I need somebody else's opinion. It's more about I think this is good. And also I would love some external feedback. Or potentially it's that you don't think it's good, but you go outside of yourself and say, like, I don't trust myself. I don't think this is very good. And you ask somebody's perspective, okay, no, this is really good. And you go, oh, okay, it is. And it it's finding that fine balance. We don't want to become reliant on external validation but it can be really really helpful to just seek someone else's opinion because if you've been breaking your own trust for so long and you don't trust yourself you don't trust your abilities having somebody else go hey hello susan this is amazing stop being mean to yourself can be really really helpful and this is where obviously working with a coach or a mentor could be so valuable because that person is going to say to you hey they don't just do it. we don't just do it for fun trust me i am not going to tell a client that i think they're the best canva Instagram designer I've ever seen if I genuinely think there's room for improvement I'm gonna say hey this is really good but I think this could be better here we're not here to bs you we bs ourselves all the live long day so when you hire a coach or a mentor you don't want someone who's gonna say you're amazing if actually that's not helpful to you what you want is to improve and to build your self-confidence and your self-trust but you want to do it from a place that's actually valid and that's actually truthful and that doesn't do you a disservice so don't just go and ask your mom because your mum might just be like, you're amazing, sweetie. <laughs> well, it depends on what your mum's like. Your mum might be like, that's terrible. But seek external perspective to build, to grow, to see yourself more clearly. One of the best things I do I love about working with a mentor or a coach or, or a practitioner or something like that, and I know this is my clients say this about working with me, is they see themselves in a whole new light because I reflect back to them exactly what they're saying, exactly what their patterns are, exactly where they're getting in their own way and where they're breaking their own trust. And they, they start seeing themselves in a whole new light. And it is very transformational to be able to do that. So these are just baby steps, of course. Building and rebuilding our self-trust is a journey and it is not a sprint. I don't expect anybody to wake up tomorrow morning with like 100% capacity self-trust. But with every promise that you keep, every act of self-compassion, you're going to be putting another brick in your foundation of self-trust. So that's it for today. This was a beautiful, short and snappy episode. As I did say, it is a Sunday evening and I am, my brain is only about 50% functioning right now, but I really wanted to bring out this message of self-trust to you. And I think it was a good message for me to hear as well, as I almost didn't even do an episode this week. Now, as I said earlier in the episode, I did in the last seven days, depending on, of course, when you're listening to this, the end of June, 2023, I announced a brand new monthly membership called Courage and Club. This is for you if you are ready to become a fear-slaying, self-trust, dream-life-creating success magnet. Now, although when you do join Couraging Club, you do get access to an immediate Couraging Club mini course, which will set you up on your Couraging journey. Now, but this is not just another course or a program. Couraging Club is a living, breathing portal of endless transformation and empowering science-backed mindset tools which will support you to unlock your limitless potential so that you can create your dream life, your business, your relationship, whatever it is you're here to really create with more ease and joy. Now, a warning for this club, your self-sabotage and your fear will hate this club because it's going to smash 
all of the, the limiting beliefs, the fears, the self-sabotage, all of the things that have been holding you back, and it's going to be able to do it in a way that is fun, that is transformational. You're going to be able to do it in a growing community of fellow people who are really committing to their personal growth, committing to building the life of their dreams. And of course, this club is very much designed, so it's high, high, high impact, but low cost and will not break the bank. My One of my core goals for Courage Core, my business, and all of the work that I do is, yes, people can work with me one-to-one. Yes, I have Courage Academy, which is my, my group program, 12-month experience. And of course, you're more than welcome to ask me any questions about those. But I wanted to create a space where it's very accessible, where people could get access to the powerful subconscious mindset work that I do without it being a, a big burden of investment. Because I understand that not everybody is able to invest or afford right now the type of coaching that they might actually want and actually need. So I really wanted to create a space where it's like, okay, okay, you might buy the personal development books. You may listen to the podcast. You may listen to this one. Well, yes, you're listening to this right now. That was given. You might watch the TED Talks. You are probably a high achieving go-getter who is on a mission. But yet, even the most confident and successful people have inner stuff to deal with. The imposter syndrome that emerges at every level of success. The sneaky comparison, the when is it my turn that you know you quote unquote shouldn't feel, but you 100% do. The doubts and pressures that come with blazing an unconventional path that no one else you know is going for and feeling very lonely in that journey. The fear of being cancelled or judged for speaking your truth or making a mistake online. And I am obsessed, like, obsessed with helping my clients get to the root of the problem rather than splashing around at the surface level mindset hacks the work that I do is deep it is subconscious and it's long lasting and I really wanted to bring it to the table in a way that is accessible that allows you to be in such a beautiful community that's going to be ever growing that will allow you to access these tools now July July the theme so every month is going to have a theme the theme of July is reclaiming your power So if you would like to join us inside Courage and Club, please go down to the show notes in the, well, the show notes for this podcast episode, and you will see couragecore.com forward slash club. If you wanted to send me an Instagram DM, just the word club, I will know that you have listened to this or you've seen one of my posts and you're asking about the club and I can, we can chat about it if you have any questions. Um, But all of the information is in the show notes and it is $55 a month, which for those of you who are British, that is approximately £43 a month. So if you're curious about joining that, this month's theme is reclaiming your power. And I would love to have you in the club. I would love to support you. This is such an incredible space that I am so excited that I have just announced. And of course, it is a space for you to build your self-trust in a incredible community of fellow Courages. Thank you for listening to Courage Pod with me, Lauren Ray. If you love what you heard today, share this with a friend and leave us a review. If you like free gifts, head to the show notes where you'll see a free training from Stuck to Unstoppable, how to stop self-sabotaging to create the life you actually want. You could also head to couragecore.com forward slash unstoppable. Until next week, as always, keep couraging.